Friday Rush, let's go. Live from Westwood Park Golf Course in Norman. The driving range is filling out, so if you're just off work or about ready to get off work on this Friday, come hang out at Westwood Park Golf Course, hit a bucket of balls, play 9, play 18, whatever, but we're having a good time here in Norman at Westwood Park Golf Course. If you're listening to us in the Tulsa area, well, then you need to head out to Ash Cigar Bar because they've got uh, they've got great cigars there. They've got cheap drinks. Travis, I even saw someone tweet at you earlier today, Eric Bates, and he basically said, hey, Travis, thank you for recommending that place because my wife and I went there and it was completely awesome. So if it's good enough for Eric Bates, it's good enough for all of you up there in the 918, I can assure you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, couldn't be happier and more appreciative of our uh, friends here at Ash Cigar Bars, uh, really being the the home of KREF in Tulsa for uh, um, for for all of my uh, employment for the most part, at least. Uh, but yeah, cold drinks, extremely comfortable seating. I think Gunny had said that he almost fell asleep in one of these nice plush leather seats uh, last <laughs> time he came through. Um, but uh, but yeah, great spot. They've uh, obviously got the TVs up, so even during football season, if you can't make it to a game, maybe it's an away game. Uh, they'll have the the TVs on. They've got great ventilation, so you're not you know wa- wading through smoke. Uh, uh, you can see your hand in front of your face, and uh, yeah, come come check out a game during the season. But yeah, excited to be here. Excited uh, uh, for this cool weather at 96 degrees. I'm sure that driving range is full. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, dang. Is that, there, there's people out there in long sleeves out there, Travis, since it's 96 today. But uh, yeah, 43. Days away until kickoff. Crazy to say out loud. Last Friday was a half a hundred days, 43 days away until kickoff. I don't know, man. And I've thought this for a while, and I was even more sure of it once we saw the incredible uh, outpouring of support that we saw at the spring game. You know, every year for the season opener, especially when it's at home, there's, you know, it's new excitement, a clean slate, a new chance at a championship, like all the excitement that comes from the opening game of the season. Now, normally you're playing an opponent like UTEP that you're probably going to roll by about five touchdowns, and I'm going to guess that that's going to be the case again this year in 43 days. Maybe I'm crazy, all right? But that place is going to be sold out, even at 2.30 in the afternoon. It's going to be really hot. I feel like there's going to be a vibe and an energy for the first game of the Brent Venables era that maybe you don't normally see in a UTEP game for the season opener. Oh, opener. I, I think in 43 days we're going to see a really, really, really cool environment in Norman. Yeah, and I think I think you can point to one direction uh, to to really guarantee that, and that's the spring game. I mean, they showed up 75,000 deep to an exhibition game, to a kind of a glorified scrimmage in a tornado watch. So now I kind of like, you know, yeah, you've got UTEP early, a game that you should handle comfortably, which is fine. That's why they're at the beginning of the schedule. You know, fans aren't in uh, in, in, in midseason form at that point. You can kind of assume the team's not going to be in midseason form. Everybody's kind of coming along together. And, yeah, you I would I would personally like because I'm going to be so amped up uh, for the first uh, uh, for the first game of the Brent Venables era. Um, I'm going to be so amped up for it. I I don't I don't really want a nail biter on our hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
No, no, yeah, I, yes, I know exactly what you mean. I didn't want a nail biter last year against Tulane, but guess what? That's exactly what happened late in the fourth quarter. <laughs> it's yeah, I, I, I want to get off to a, a great start here in the first two games. Feel really good about this football team. Um, maybe let some of these guys down roster get a little bit of experience that you're going to have to count on. Yeah, man, like let's just get off to a really good start. And then that Nebraska game in game three is staring at us right in the face. And as excited as I am about 43 days getting this thing kicked off against UTEP, buddy, it's really hard for me not to look at that Nebraska game as maybe, honestly, Travis, nothing can match OU Texas, but that OU Nebraska game might be the the game that I'm most excited for in the regular season this year. I think that that's going to be – an incredible experience in an incredible environment, even at 11 a.m. Yeah, and and I'm I know I'm going to uh, probably receive some hate on the old text line for this. If you are uh, participating in the text line today, I do appreciate it. That number uh, 405-651-3439. That's the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, and I know you guys are going to come after me for this one, but I don't mind the 11 a.m. kicks. To be honest, I know it's crazy, but I, I like the. Uh, I like getting your game in the bag early and kind of being safe in the clubhouse with that with that low score and watching the other people falter. I mean, I, I've always had a blast get, getting our game in, knowing we've won, and then watching other teams throughout the country melt down, whether it's big upsets, uh, anything like that, thrilling games. I can actually watch those games nice and relaxed. Otherwise, you know, if it's if it's a, a afternoon game or an, or an evening tilt, uh, they definitely have their advantages, of course, um, in their own right. But you always kind of have those nerves. You don't really want to, you know, dunk on uh, maybe a top five team that falters because you're like, oh crap, what if what if we do that? You know what I mean? So uh, I understand the recruiting disadvantages that it has um, to be in that 11 a.m. slot. But I, I'm not I'm not that much against the early games, to be honest. But yeah. Nebraska is going to be a blast, and and they're going to. Yeah, that's a coaching staff that's coaching for their jobs. Um, they've got you know Casey Thompson has played well against uh, his only opportunity to play against OU. Really, really uh, kind of lit us up. Uh, and I don't know. I think it'll. I think it'll be a really good game. Honestly. Yeah, I, I just wish it was at two thirty. Um, just because the dynamics of this road trip, I feel like a lot of OU fans, maybe even the majority of OU fans, are actually going to be staying in Omaha or around the Lincoln area. So it feels like most people are going to have a thirty or forty-five minute drive into Lincoln the day of the game. And you know, obviously, a two thirty start would help out quite a bit compared to the eleven a.m. kick. But whatever, man. I, it, that that that's going to be. Such a fun day. Play that thing at 8 a.m., and it's still going to be really, really cool. Um, It's trending, by the way, that we're going to be in Omaha on Friday and possibly with Hillbilly Vegas on Saturday for the pre- and post-game show. Is Is that the latest scuttlebutt for our Nebraska trip? Yes, the scuttlebutt is uh, is down there Friday, and then we're going. If we can find a good spot to park it, we're actually going to be um, with Hillbilly Vegas in their tour bus. Uh, so uh, we'll have that for the pregame Sweet. and the postgame uh, in Lincoln. And w- man, I'd, I I couldn't be more excited about that aspect of the trip. And and you know, you you say that the Omaha stay, you know, thirty forty five minute drive. Well. If any of you have ever stayed in Oklahoma City and driven south 
thir- down 35 in Norman on a game day, you know that is bumper to bumper. That traffic is going to be insane. So if you are listening yep. right now and you are planning on staying in Omaha, you need to get that Uber or get in your car at 7 a.m., you know, 7.30. Just don't risk it. Get over to the stadium. Don't 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 think you can, uh, you know, kick off at 11. Don't think you can get in an Uber at 10.15 and uh, pull right up to the gates. It is not going to happen. So uh, definitely plan ahead for that. Uh, for those of you that uh, uh, that like to participate in the in the the tailgating you know you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning so um you'll have to get after it in omaha maybe and and get on over to the stadium and and hang out with us in the pregame show Ooh, okay i while you were saying that because i was going to be like yeah you you got it you got to get an early start because if you want to get at least a two beer fix in before you go to the football game which i think is a pretty solid number for an 11 a.m kick you, you better do that because Nebraska, for a long time, they were the longest holdouts on selling beer in the stadium. But I'm looking at it. I guess they lift that uh, 23-year-old ban on booze at Husker uh, home games earlier this year. So, yeah, in February, I guess now you can buy beer at the Nebraska football game, which I know everyone out there is breathing a sigh of relief on that one. Yeah, I could hear the uh, collective sighs. Uh, take over uh, the entire city of Tulsa. So I'm sure that's where it came from. But, uh, yeah, I think two beers is about reasonable, uh, especially because kind of game day beers, they tend to be on the side of the of the tall boy variety. Um, so, so yeah, I, th- I think two beers is reasonable. And I don't know, I don't think the full-blown 25-ounce um, beers like they were selling at uh, Southern Hills during the PGA, those 25-ouncers, there's just no way they can stay cold. And, of course, I know – you know, the text line and everybody listening, they're thinking, well, if you drink it fast enough, it's going to stay cold. Well, maybe I don't want to chug a 25-ounce beer. Maybe maybe that's not maybe that's not enjoyable for the rest of my day if I'm just sitting there shotgunning 25-ounce beers, you know? Yeah, okay, most of the time I would agree with you, but if OU rolls up there and wins the game, be it by one point or be it by 21 points, I feel like I'm probably going to be in the mood to do that as soon as the game is over. But that's just me, Travis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I'll shotgun one with you, but I don't know about the twenty-five ouncer. You know, that's 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 a that is a task. That's that's not even a shotgun. That's a, that's a tank. So, but yeah, we'll, uh, okay. we'll, we'll absolutely. Uh... Uh, let's see. Peyton says can't hang in the SEC with that attitude. Uh, two beers? Like, people are going nuts right now. Uh-oh, I think we're in trouble here. <laughs> I said for an 11 a.m. kick, okay? All right, come on. And and you can buy more once you get in the stadium. The West Coast hates the 11 a.m. Central games because it's 9 a.m. for us, although the bar for the LA, LA alumni serves bottomless mimosas. Cool. Uh, caveat off that, if we lose at 11 a.m., your entire day is horrible. I don't feel bad for the West Coast that they have to get a 9 a.m. start. I do feel bad for the, you know, West Coast college football fans out there that are fans of, you know, OU or Ohio State and Alabama because they actually care. But it doesn't matter if you start games at 9 a.m. or at 5 p.m. or at 9 p.m. Pac-12 after dark. The West Coast has clearly shown us they don't care about college football. So I, I don't I don't feel bad for them out there that it's the, the earliest start that we have. Yeah, hey, you get all those uh... – you get all that perfect uh, 75 and sunny weather. You get some incredible wineries. You get the mountains. You get the ocean. You know what? You can deal with some 9 a.m. games. You know what I mean? Like, 
you got all kinds of other cool stuff going on out there. Let, let, let's uh, you can you can deal with the 9 a.m. games after a nice uh, after a nice Man. coastal hike. We are getting uh, buried right now. I remember my first beer too, fellas. <laughs> it's okay. Kurt says two beers. LOL. Uh, Jay from Medill says if you can hang in a cigar bar and not chug a 25 ounce beer, what are we doing here? <laughs> Look, as always, I, and, and, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying be, that uh, I lack the ability. Evolved, but dang. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. The uh, I, I don't say I lack the ability to chug a 25 ounce beer. That's that's neat. that's that's not what's in question here. It's whether I whether whether that's an enjoyable thing. Like if you're just walking around, you're like, oh, like the golf course. Like oh, I'm just walking around the golf course. Uh, do I want to chug a 25 ounce beer or multiple 25 ounce beers in the middle of my round? I don't think that's I don't think that's really what the experience I'm after, you know. If uh, if I'm if I'm challenged to it, you know, I, I feel like I could do it. But yeah, it's. I mean, I'm I'm definitely more of the uh, the Baker Mayfield chugger than I am the Aaron Rodgers chugger. If you remember those videos, uh, um, but but yeah, they're, I, they're lighting us up. Two beers is a good breakfast. Oh man, yeah, they're uh, the, we, the text line may uh, may have a drinking problem. <laughs> yeah right yeah no kidding that's what we found out today a bunch of raging alcoholics on the text line which i'm not judging all right i fully support it uh i love this one for the hey, all you, all, i feel all, bad for the whisk yeah go ahead go ahead well i was saying uh you know for all you uh tulsa text line uh folks that are into the uh beers uh why don't you come stop on by we'll we'll see about your 25 ounce chug in person but but yeah the uh uh the uh, do feel sorry for us West Coast Sooner fans. It's a 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. college football Saturday, and love it, Lane, California. Uh, Travis just solved the West Coast the problem. They'd rather drink wine than beer on game day. That's why football doesn't matter on the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, Peyton, one more. I, we're, we're in a ton of text. You guys are floating them in. I for sure have a drinking problem, especially during football season. Peyton just accurately represented about ninety percent of people on the text line. So, I, Peyton, I I think most of us, most of us out here, uh, are are with you on on that one. But uh, now that's funny, man. Already in trouble with the text line, and we're not even twenty minutes into the show. But keep it coming. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Fun show today, and you guys know what we're doing. We're talking OU football. We're talking college football. We're talking recruiting. So keep it locked on the Friday Rush. Live on the ref, we're the Homo Sooner fans. Friday Rush, live on the ref, we're the Homo Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. 405-651-3439 is the Air Coverage Solutions text line. Let me get to a couple here. Uh, first, Tyler, what was the name of the website you got OU Nebraska tickets from this week? It just it was Huskers.com, just the official Nebraska website. Now, I was on it earlier today to check and see if there were still tickets available. And it did not look like they were still offering the same tickets that we got from earlier this week. I don't know if OU fans went online and bought them all up, but they were 150 bucks a pop in the end zone. And they weren't really letting me go through that process that I went through or that my wife went through earlier this week. I will tell you this. Um, it does say on their website that tickets will go on sale, like single-game tickets, uh, July 26th at 10 a.m. So that'll be Tuesday. I would try Tuesday at 10 a.m. to go on Huskers.com. And if you're trying to find some cheaper 
OU Nebraska tickets go there unless you're probably going to end up having to pay 250 bucks a pop for not a very good seat in the house. But someone texted that in to us earlier this week, Travis, and it saved me a whole lot of money saying, hey, Nebraska has tickets for sale on their website. Go buy them now. I did, and I think a whole lot of OU fans did as well. So, thank, again, thank you to that person that pointed that out. That was big. Yeah, uh, big time, you know, being able to see a bunch of Oklahoma fans there. Uh, obviously, the last time we were in that state was uh, just a couple months ago for the College World Series. <clears throat> and uh, we were we were definitely uh, outmanned and outgunned in the uh, – uh, and the attendance, uh, as, as far as the fan bases were concerned, I think OU fans, uh, I think they're going to show up and show out for this one. Though I would, I, I'd really uh, want to know if they're going to do something like sometimes they do down to Texas, where they have kind of the fan stations or the cheerleaders, that kind of stuff, kind of as people are driving down. Uh, I think that would be kind of cool too. Certainly some billboard action, uh, because there, it's it's pretty much one way to uh, one way to get there for the most part. So at least we know the the road they're mostly going to be traveling on. At, at yeah. least that's what our our own Parker Thune tells me, you know, but so, yeah. it doesn't sound like he'll be driving for a little bit. So you, you were asking, like, if OU is going to do anything like they do for Texas. Well, they have the uh, – I think it's maybe the OU Club of Nebraska. Someone text us, OU Club of Nebraska has a package deal. Room at the Omaha Marriott by Charles Schwab Field. Friday night barbecue dinner at Charles Schwab Field with open bar and a charter bus to and from the game. Wow, that's a heck of a deal, actually. I, I don't know the price tag on that's that. A great deal. But if you could jump in on that, uh, yeah, that's a great deal. I think the OU Alumni Association is doing something in Omaha Friday night. It's either at Charles Schwab Field, um, somewhere right around that I area. It is. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're looking to, you know, do something like that with the official OU alumni, um, I, I think that Omaha is your best bet there. They're they're going to do something there Friday night before the game. Yeah, and that's a massive hotel. That was the official team hotel uh, for the baseball team. Uh, beautiful, beautiful hotel. That's where you saw all of the Sooner send-offs uh, as we, you know, the team went through the the massive humanity tunnel if you will uh to the buses so great great bar in the bottom of it as well uh they've got the they've got the robot food runner which i don't know if you've seen this but uh you put in your food on like an app and there's a robot that has like three trays on it and it will drive your food to your table um and then you just take your food from it and it's like it'll go around people it'll stop you know, it's 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 pretty intense. So uh, that that was uh, that was fun watching people be fascinated. What if they by don't cook thing? your steak yeah, right? The, and I'm the guy that normally well, just eats it, Travis. I mean, how do you send it back though? Yeah, th- there weren't a lot of steaks on the menu, uh, the old bar menu. So uh, I, I don't think uh, I don't think we ran into that problem often. But yeah, if it's like a hey, could I get an extra side of this or whatever? I'm not quite sure how how that would be handled. I, once I got my food, man, I was diving mm. in. There's no doubt about it. But, but yeah, it's it's interesting. But it's a nice little bar down there. Uh, uh, they, uh, they they serve some good beers. I, I did some testing of those beers, you know, since we've been on the topic for the last half hour. Did some testing of those beers. Can confirm uh, they are nice and cold and delicious. So I uh, highly recommend the Omaha Hilton. Um, speaking of Nebraska, Nebraska's season opener is really cool. Nebraska gets to play Northwestern in week zero in Dublin, Ireland. 
So whereas OU will have only played two games going into the Nebraska game, Nebraska will have played three games because they got that week zero game against Northwestern. So I asked this on uh, social media earlier, at KREF Sports. You can go interact with us there, follow us there for our uh, all of our OU content. Travis, if you could pick a city in another country for OU to football OU football to play one game, where would that city be, that country be, and who would the game be against? Oh, man. Uh, city and opponents. Opponents. That's interesting. Um, I would probably I'd, – I'd really like to do, like, Wembley. That would be really cool in London um, because I, I do think they're – you got to think of language barriers, right? Because I think that's what a lot of people, when they go on vacation, if it's to, like when I went to Spain, luckily I speak Spanish, so that made my vacation a lot easier than a couple of my buddies I was with that, that didn't. They had a tough time, and it, it was kind of just bumpy along the way for them. But going to London would be super cool. Wembley, obviously, uh, is one of the most famous stadiums in the world. Uh, holds plenty of people, holds 90,000. So you're going you're gonna to have every everything you want from a – from a volume perspective, there are going to be plenty of seats. That's the problem with some stadiums is, and, and some cities. It's like, oh, well, if you can only fit 30,000 people in there, is it really a viable option? Um, man, the, the, the opponent's interesting for me because you go to London. It's got to be somebody big, right? got to be one of the Blue Bloods. You'd have to pick, um, you know, Alabama, Ohio State, um, USC obviously right now because we're a little bit we got a little bit of recency bias um, play them but yeah the the opponent's the tougher one for me but I think I think I'm going Wembley to be honest what about you okay so first off I have to read what might end up being the text of the day we got a long show here all right and a lot of texters but this is in the front but this is in the front row (laughs) seat right now Sean's pick for a game in another country against any opponent he says the foreign country, California, the opponent, USC. So you guys got some work to do to beat that one by Sean. That one's pretty good, calling California <laughs> a foreign country out there. Um, here's the deal, Travis, for me. Mountains are really the only thing that can, uh, you know, calm me down and not make me uh, stressed out about everything, you know. I am a big fan yeah. of the mountains, like to get away to the mountains. So, I am probably not going to get my OU-BYU matchup in the Big 12 because I think this is going to be OU's last year in the conference. And BYU would be awesome. No, there's no alcohol out there. But if there is a very scenic view, maybe the best scenic view in all of college football. So I'm probably not going to get that visit in Provo. That's cool. How about we up it even more? I don't really know if there's a stadium in Switzerland, but I want a situation, Travis, where I get a football stadium and the Alps are in the background, okay? So Switzerland is my okay, pick. Okay. Might be a little bit of a cold game, but you get the mountains in the background, you get the Alps, that would be sweet. Here's the thing, though, about the opponent. I don't want to play a blue-blood opponent. I want to play a blue-blood opponent in Norman, or I want it to be a true road game in Tuscaloosa, Columbus, wherever. So I want to play to in Switzerland. I want to pick a team that is not a blue-blood, doesn't have a whole lot of tradition, really isn't all that much of a threat to be a national title contender on a year-in, year-out basis, I want OU to play Texas A&M in Switzerland. 
that's who I wanted to, want him to play. Oh, 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 oh. Texas A and M and Switzerland. I, I I I like it. I like it. I uh, yeah. I, I totally get where you're coming from on the uh, not playing a blue blood. I could I I could see that. I'm just trying to think of what game would be one of those that could really fill it out. I mean, I guess they fill Kyle Field with all kinds of the. I mean, there's so many people in that cult. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 a good point. I would love to get back to Spain. Barcelona would be cool. They've got a beautiful stadium where FC Barcelona plays. A um, lot of good options, a lot of good options, but I, the text line's cracking me up, man. <laughs> I, I can't keep my eyes off of it either. Uh, Peyton <laughs> says, let's move the Cotton Bowl to London and play Red River, baby. That's right. Hey, I've been watching Peaky Blinders recently, so I'm all about hey, uh, playing a football game in London. Oh, Let's kick the S out of Texas in Sydney, Australia. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Sydney, Australia versus Kent State. That's from Jesse. Uh, OU, Texas in Dubai. Call it the battle for the oil. There's no wrong. Uh, well, yeah. there's definitely some wrong answers here. Let, let, I, I don't want to say that. There's definitely some wrong answers here. <laughs> but so far, they're pretty good. I don't know. Dubai. I've heard it was a cool city. Like, I know a lot of people that have actually gone to Dubai before. Yeah. But I, I, OU Texas is hot, and you're definitely going to leave with a face sunburn for OU Texas. I'm not trying to roll with Dubai in the second week of October. No, yeah, thank you. I, I think one of the I think one of the benefits of uh, you know some different European countries, and obviously there are other countries that have it, but the drinking age being lowered to 18 now, all of a sudden. Uh, as you go in the, in the in the full trip, now your college age kids can actually put away those fake IDs and actually drink legally uh, before and after <laughs> the game, which might be which might be a uh, which might be a nice surprise for some of them. So uh, yeah, there there are different aspects of it. There's no doubt about it. That Dublin game is going to be really cool, though. Yeah, that is. That's going to be awesome. I would like to play Texas just, in Rome. Just... At the Coliseum on a rock pay field. Uh, wrong answers only. Missouri in Ontario, Canada. Oh, God, that is a wrong answer. <laughs> the Bahamas in October against Texas. OU USC in Qatar at 140 degrees. Could anyone be down for an OU USC matchup in the Coliseum? That, that'd be pretty sweet. I mean, you'd have to clean up the place a little bit, but. I mean, yeah, the on. actual Coliseum, not the, not the knockoff yeah, yeah, Coliseum yeah. that they built. Yes, exactly. I had I had an idea, you know, when I was at my pettiest um, a- after the the Lincoln Riley move. I thought to myself, so you know, they play in the Coliseum and and it's you know it's a historic building and whatnot. And they had they had just done a what was it a NASCAR race there, I believe, uh, where they put um, where they had put racetrack down and and they were bragging, oh man, our, our stadium's so awesome. We hold all these different sports. Well. Well, that means you can't go practice on there. That means you can't do walkthroughs on there. I mean, obviously, you've got practice fields and whatnot. But I thought it would have been awesome for you get Toby Keith. uh, You get, um, like, your Turnpike Troubadours, Garth, Reba. You get all these Oklahoma-based bands, Flaming Lips. um, You can get uh, Kings of Leon and all them. You could get all these people and just book Friday night shows in the L.A. Coliseum um, you know, pr- prior to every home USC game, and just make sure that their stadium is is taken up for the couple days prior to every home game, so they can't even go yeah. inside of it 
um, even though they've got to play a game within 12 hours. They might be cleaning up beer cans from a concert, um, you know, at 3 a.m. And they've got to, they've got to, you know, they got to get on the field a few hours later. I was like, I was like, if we get a bunch of Oklahoma-based musicians to go play a bunch of Friday shows, uh, that that would have been a lot of fun. OU Tulsa in Columbia, yeah. Uh, the Sooner Schooner could serve as the old Roman chariots inside the Coliseum. I love that idea. <laughs> USC, yes. USC in Amsterdam because I like to party. Can you imagine? Could you imagine if a college oh, football game was played in Amsterdam, what the stadium would smell like on the day of the game? I mean, we and can it, imagine. We know what smell it, it would it, be, but... If it was like LSU as well, like oh, LSU ooh. fans in Amsterdam, ooh. Ooh. bourbon and weed, yeah, that, whatever that combination that smells a, like, is <laughs> what we're looking at there. Yeah, that's that's Cajun. That's a mix of, of French and redneck, and then you add that to uh, to Amsterdam. That's a that's a tough smell. <laughs> Bristol Motor Speedway against Tennessee. Yeah, it's already been done before. Come on. OU Texas in Mexico City. Sure. A&M in Qatar. Yes. Bedlam in Beijing. Ooh, that's maybe that's Ooh. Mike Gundy's thing. He's like, we'll bring back Bedlam, but we want to play it in Beijing. Though I don't think Mike Gundy <laughs> is a guy that would wants to go to China anytime soon. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. They've got that bird's nest stadium there. Uh, seats 80,000, uh, obviously was, you know, kind of popularized, uh, um, in the 2008 Olympics. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got, you've got the stadium there in Beijing would be kind of cool, but yeah, Gundy seems like the absolute last person that would ever want to go to, to China, to China. Yeah. He, uh, he might want to play, he he might want to play a game at Grand Lake, but that's, that's about it. I don't think Gundy's leaving the country anytime soon. All right, 405-651-3439. At some point, we'll get into something serious maybe today. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. But still, we're going to talk a whole lot of college football. Hey, talk some OU we're recruiting fun. as well. Keep it locked on the ref. It's the Friday Rush. Friday Rush, live on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans, Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson, taking you into the weekend. Hey, um... I was reading some comments today about Josh Heupel talking about his former quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, which was really cool. At some point, Josh Heupel, as the head coach at Tennessee, is going to roll back to Norman. That will be his first time back to OU since he was let go after the 2014 season. I believe, I believe that will be his first time. It could be as soon as two or three years. Um, First off, Travis, what do you think the fan reception will be for Josh Heupel? And what would be a cool way to give an homage to, you know, what his playing career meant to OU? Any ideas on that front? Yeah, I, I think the reception would be fantastic. I don't think that um, – I don't, I don't think that there's a lot of the fan base, uh, especially, um, you know, out of – you think there's going to be 90,000 people in the stadium – I don't think there's a large enough sect of them that are like have any ill will towards Josh Heupel or anything like that. I think it would be like anybody coming back and uh, being shown on the big screen and put together a highlight video for them and everything like that. Um, you know, I don't really know what what else you could do now. For those of you that have been around meme culture long enough, you all know the photo of. Uh, 
Josh Heupel dressed up as Batman uh, at a practice, <laughs> I would definitely, I would definitely be on board for uh, maybe the fans getting. You know, when you know in the spring game they oh, all got man. the Baker headbands and whatnot. Like you know, something that's a bit themed like that. If they could get a bunch of the bunch of the Batman masks that he wore up on top of his head, now that I would be all in for. Because that's an iconic be an iconic photo. Uh, Kendall says 50-50 of booze and cheers. I Man, I, I really just, I don't think, I think it's going to be 100% cheers for Josh Heupel. Yeah, and you I don't know, know what? Regardless of what happens, he should be cheered when he comes back. Yeah, it, it didn't work out as an offensive, offensive coordinator. But the guy still won the last national championship that you won. I will actually be pretty disappointed if there's not... If it's not majority cheers, and it will be, but if it wasn't majority cheers for the game that he comes back, it it, it, it should be. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. It should be majority cheers, and I think it would be majority cheers. I think maybe you get a small group of people like, I don't know, the, the, the size of group that were maybe uh, doing the we want Caleb chants from up in the student section or anything like that, like maybe that small of a booing. But I think there's going to be so many – raucous just supportive cheers i mean you're right he won a national title what do we go into every season talking about man we need that national title the drought has been too long all this that and the other well without him that drought is a heck of a lot longer so um i mean obviously you could say well you know travis it was that it was the defense it was this that the other he won a national title at oklahoma and that deserves uh, all the praise uh, that we can muster I remember in 2010, Air Force came here and they did, you know, they did the you know intro video for OU that they always do, whatever. But then they did an intro video for Air Force right before they ran out, and I thought that was really cool. It showed a lot of respect. Um, made their own little unique intro video for Air Force to, to you know tip the cap a little bit. I would uh, think and hope that they would do something like that for Josh Heupel. Maybe not like when Tennessee is running out, but maybe during a timeout or early on in the game or, or, or do something, maybe even directly after the game, where you put up some highlights and what he meant. Just, I, I don't know, maybe a chance to really bury the hatchet between the two parties. I think that that could, that could go a long way because I don't think it's that big of a secret. There is certainly some beef between Josh Heupel and the football program after everything that happened after the 2014 season. Yeah, but I think uh, – I, I just think Venables would be the guy to help bury that hatchet. I mean, Agreed. the hatchet was never going to get buried with Lincoln in, in charge, and I do think that we got kind of lucky. Just speaking to this relationship just specifically, we got kind of lucky – that Lincoln was gone before the move to the SEC and before Josh came back because I think, and the fact that there's not a lot of people in Oklahoma that like Lincoln Riley either. So now Josh has a a stadium full of 90,000 people that not only like him, but, you know, kind of feel the same way about uh, the the guy that's out west now. So, uh, yeah, I think Venables can do that. Um, I think he can bury that. And then Josh Norman obviously being – uh, part of that kind of alumni outreach, alumni uh, liaison uh, role now, I think that he can help with that a lot. So having those two guys involved, I, I think I think from his perspective, uh, he's going to be um, he's going to be well received. But yeah, I think something pregame, 
I think I think post game. I think it'll be kind of weird because it's like okay, I think we win that. If we lose, you know, for for whatever reason, then then the fans aren't going to be you know real uh, uh, real accepting of a video that's praising the head sure. coach that just beat us or anything like that. So I think pregame, you get that out of the way. You, you you welcome them in. Say you know what we appreciate everything you've done here. Okay, now let's let's get it on. Okay, let me read a handful of text here, and let's see how if you're as confident that OU fans would give a standing ovation, not very many boosts. All right, here we go. Uh, the man won a Cincinnati. I would love to see him back in Norman. That would be a great game. Uh, no boos, standing ovation. This one says, if anyone boos at all, they aren't Sooner fans, man. Uh, everyone likes Heupel. He won a Natty and should have won the Heisman that year. The 0.1% that don't like him are idiots. Mike and Weatherford, I'd submit that it did work out for Josh as an OC until he went to the belldozer Trevor Knight offense spread quarterback run game. That wasn't his offense, and he tried to call it under Stoops. I will cheer for Josh. Uh, just think of the response if OU did a highlight video of Lincoln if we played USC at home. That's from Tattoo Baker. Yeah, Tattoo Baker, I know you like to troll people on Twitter, and you're very good at trolling, might I add, uh, but that's, that is a scenario that would never happen. Yeah, if, if Lincoln were to have won a national championship here or something like that, uh, that would have uh, that been different. I'm not sure USC will ever come play at, no. at Oklahoma whenever while Lincoln's the head coach there's no way he's coming back in this state no no yeah as long as he's the head coach there yeah I I would not be surprised if they're not going to play a game here they're not going to play a game at Oklahoma State I'd be I wouldn't be shocked if they never if he never stepped foot in the state again like imagine him trying to recruit an Oklahoma kid I don't don't even know if he would attempt that at this point uh, no boo, standing ovation. Right, play, good on to you, OU fans. Maybe they'll come play TU. Maybe they'll come play TU. That might be a good game this next year. God. Yeah, well, I, TU minus five in that game. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> TU, TU might be the favorite. Hey, uh, real, real quick before we hit a break here, uh, I mentioned Dylan Gabriel because Josh Heupel was uh, you know, talking about him at SEC Media Day. One, two, or three years that he's at OU as a quarterback. Man, when I was talking to uh, his agent, uh, he he was kind of talking about you know his own future. Like, well, you know, I'm representing um, you know Dylan, and he's got three years of eligibility left. So after that, you know, I got to figure out do I want to. And and I was like, that just sounded interesting that he would he would mention his plans of being the three years. I know that's the absolute maximum that he would be here, but if I were a betting man, I would take the just the middle and say, hey, two years. Uh, I think a lot of it depends on the SEC move because I think he could see a meteoric rise in his draft stock after a good year this year. He's a guy that's dealt with some injuries, uh, and I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him to maybe jump to the league. But it would be nice to have a good year from him this year, and then say we say we end up in the SEC next year. I know we you know all the all the scuttlebutt about oh 2025 2025. None of us actually believe that they're not at least having conversations nearly daily to move that date up somehow um so you'd like you'd like dylan to almost be that that quarterback your first year in the sec you've got a guy that's that's proven got a guy that's got the production that's got at that point he would have years in Le- in levy's system um 
I think we'd be really well suited that way. So give me two years. Um, I don't think he stays the full three, but I think it does have a little bit to do with the SEC move and whether the coaching staff can convince him to, to stick it out. 405-651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. I'm at Westwood Park Golf Course. Travis is at Ash Cigar Bar in Tulsa. More to come next on the Friday Rush. Friday Rush live on the ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Live at Westwood Park Golf Course. Travis is at Ash Cigar Bar in Tulsa, 4205 South Sheridan Road. Uh, a couple of texts here before we hit the top of the hour. Burley Boomer and Tracy and Burleson. Love both of those listeners. They're awesome. They, they just want to send a little PTA out. Can you please announce some of the members of the OU Club of Fort Worth are going to host a watch party for the OU Nebraska game at Buffalo Brothers in Sundance Square in Fort Worth. If they can get enough interest, they will have their own area and dedicated server. So basically look for the tweet, OU Club of Fort Worth, if you want to go hang out with some good North Texas Sooners to watch that OU Nebraska game. Uh, let them know. They need a. Uh, they need to know their participation count here. Travis, I'll let you take this one. What up, guys? Love the show. Can each of you give your percentage chances on which year will be OU's first in the SEC? Twenty twenty three. You give it what percent chance that it's OU's first year in the league? Oh man, and it. Uh, I'm saying twenty five percent. Twenty 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 four. 50 percent 2025 25 percent i'm divvying out a total of 100 percent so i think it's most likely in 2024 i don't think it gets all the way to 2025 kind of like the dylan thing i'm taking that middle uh, the meaty part of the bell curve and putting my chips there hour two of the friday rush rolls on next